0: Know what God wants you to pray and keep on praying. And now for the practice of prayer. I hope that everybody's having a beautiful day. We're going to jump right into scripture with 11 verses from Luke 11. I'll be reading in the NLT translation, if anybody wants to read along. It reads, Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. Then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you what you need because of your shameless persistence. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on, and the door will be keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Please bow your heads for a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you for bringing us here today, and I pray that you strengthen not just us, but your whole church. In this modern day, there's a lot of misinformation, a lot of things that are done simply for entertainment. And I pray, Lord God, the truth shall prevail and that those who seek shall find it. Amen. Lord, I pray that you shall help us to persevere in the walk. There's a lot of temptations to get off, almost like riding on a highway and you see those signs of all the food stops on this exit or the gas stations and you just want to get off track. And though you are a gracious God, a God who forgives those who forgives, Lord, may we remain steady. And Lord, for me, I just. Simply pray that you shall help me as I stand up here today with a phone in my pocket that has a document that I woke up to blank, (laughs) a document that I woke up and I didn't have enough time nor energy to fill it out. But Lord, may you help me to find those words outside of those that I quote. Lord, I pray that you shall guide my voice. Even as my chest continues to tighten, may my words project and may it fall upon every ear that you wish to hear. Lord, I pray that you shall guide and govern every word that I shall speak, that everybody under the sound of my voice shall leave here changed. I just pray, Lord God, that you shall forgive us for our wrongs that we have done knowingly and unknowingly. May you even help us to forgive because some people we simply refuse to. And in our minds, it may be justifiable, but we have done more wrong to you than anybody could do to us lord may you help us and lord may you keep us even with all the things that try and take us away in the name of jesus and by the spirit of truth we pray amen Amen. Alrighty, everybody so today we'll be talking about the practice of prayer and it's interesting because the disciples didn't actually ask jesus to teach them how to pray they asked jesus to teach them to pray Something quite common is that people know how to pray. They just don't do it. (laughs) I think everybody has an idea of what prayer is. And even if you don't have a clear formula, you could pray if you needed to. We just don't do it. (laughs) And it's also quite interesting because prayer is contagious. You know, quite similar to, say, dancing. You know, there's a song playing. Everybody at the spot is just standing around. But if somebody starts to bust a move, You know, maybe not everybody else will start dancing, but at least heads will start to nod. And then somebody else starts to bust a move and then maybe they'll start to tap their feet. And then more people start to jump in and now everybody's hand is at least clapping. And then the cha-cha slide starts playing and now everybody's on the dance floor. (laughs) Prayer is contagious and Jesus was a man of prayer. They saw that Jesus was praying and so they wanted to pray too. And interestingly enough, leadership is not just being the first person to do it. To be the first follower is also a form of leadership because they asked Jesus to pray because they saw Jesus praying. But what came to their mind was John. And you know, John was to lead the way, to pave the path, to ready the people before Jesus came. So John was there first and then they see Jesus doing it. And now the disciples want to follow suit. We can be leaders similarly in our lives when we pray and people see us praying. I know that a lot of people from the generation before me, they think of their grandmothers as some of the strongest prayer warriors. Prayer is synonymous with their grandmothers, got them doing it. We could be like that for the generations coming after us, for the peers that walk with us to remain consistent and constant in prayer is a great example to have. And when we look at the example that Jesus gave, because to teach us to pray does include practice, though it includes theory. We saw Jesus showing them a pattern and theory. The pattern began really broad. It began with the divine, not even on us, which quite interestingly enough, a lot of our problems are petty. We may not necessarily think that way because they make us feel some kind of way, but in truth, they don't matter. You know, yesterday I was at an event and There were no chairs available, so I went to my car to get my own. And as I sat there, there was an individual trying to get behind me, and they passive-aggressively said, you can't move your chair up any further. And, you know, even an hour later when I was leaving, I was still talking about that. (laughs) That didn't matter, but it was a frontal focus in my mind. In scripture, we see first that the pattern is the kingdom, the spiritual development, the broad, though it is inclusive of us. It's not really about us. And then following that in the pattern, it's still not us. It's intercession for a peer. It's intercession for others. Now it's not even including us. Though we are remembered as following that is personal, please. It is not to say that the Lord does not care about us, but it is to say that our priorities are not us first. When we look at the world, it's very common for self-advocacy to be pushed first and foremost. And you need it. This world is cruel. It is ruthless. It is unforgiving. And if you do not advocate for yourself, it's a great chance that nobody will. God is probably not about to divinely intervene on your behalf, shouting down from heaven, let my child get that job. You got to stand for yourself. But at the same time, in the spirit, we're pulled away from this pattern of worldly thinking a selfless approach of talking for others first and then ourselves. And following that, we're told about forgiveness, forgiveness. But first, we have to forgive others. You see, God will not forgive those who do not forgive. I I don't know if you have heard the parable. I'm pretty sure I preached it before. You had a man who had a huge debt. He went to the king and he asked, could I just get some more time? I don't have it right now. The king forgave him, huge debt. He then went back to his manor, and there was a servant of his who had a little debt, but he was harsh. He whipped the servant, captured his family, and wouldn't let them go until he repaid the debt. When the king caught ear of it, he did the very same to him. God's all seeing, God's all hearing, God's all knowing. Even if you wanna say, I forgive you. If you still holding on to that in your heart, God knows. You still thinking negative thoughts, God knows. You smiling in their face and frowning behind their back, God knows. We are to forgive before we are forgiven. And even when looking at our necessities, we see the example of bread. Give us this day our daily bread, which has multiple meanings. I mean, firstly, in that society, again, these people were working hand-to-mouth salaries. In other words, they really didn't know if they were gonna eat that day. But beyond that, of course, bread is just a necessity. Our physical needs, our earthly sustenance, God provides. It's not guaranteed excess, but he will at the very least give to our needs. Yet at the same time though, You know that man can't live on bread alone? I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but there's a lot of well-fed people who are suicidal. A lot of well-fed people full of depression. A lot of well-fed people with a ton of anxieties and worries on their mind. They're not thinking about food, but they don't have a single optimistic thought in their mind. There is a spiritual bread that is required just as much as the physical bread. Because just as our bodies need sustenance, so too do our spirits. And on the topic of suicide and depression, there's three common characteristics that are usually shared amongst the people. They're hopeless. They think they are helpless and they perceive themselves as useless. And you may wonder, okay, well, pastor, what does this have to do with spiritual bread? Because all of those are remedied in God. All of those are remedied in prayer. If you know, it may require some patience. So I'll outline it with three counterpoints to perform, to pray and to have patience. That's the counter to it. To hopelessness, helplessness, and uselessness. Aim to perform, pray while you go through it, and have patience throughout the whole process. If you know that God hears you, and this is an all-powerful God, can do anything, that's a little bit of hope, ain't it? If you know that this is a a good God, a loving God, who sometimes will send you through hard things, but it's to make you get stronger, that's some hope, ain't it? Again, if you know this is an all-powerful God, you know that's somebody that can help you. I mean, sure, maybe none of your peers can. You tried to talk to a therapist, they put you in a psych ward. Now you got to act like you have a smile on your face just so you can experience the outside world. God won't shame you. He will support you. We see that the Holy Spirit is a comforter. It's not that he takes the pain away, but he makes us strong enough to bear it. The helplessness stands no place when God is present. And you look at uselessness. Why would God listen to your prayers if you were useless? If you served no value to God, he would turn a deaf ear. And turning a deaf ear doesn't mean he didn't answer your prayer. You need some patience, okay? But the fact that he hears all of our prayers, we are children of God. He knows you. He knows you. He knows you. He knows all of you. Uselessness is not present. It doesn't matter what your parents may have said. It doesn't matter what any teachers may have said. They are not God. This world is cold and it aims to kill you, literally and figuratively. But God. Aims to give you new life. Mm. And on this topic, I'm going to now quote, I believe his name is W. Clarkson, on the topic of importunity. In other words, you keep asking, you keep knocking, you keep seeking. It reads, the effects here ascribed to importunity are remarkable. Nothing is attributed to friendship or good neighborhood, to the reasonableness of the request, the ease with which it could be granted, the benefit to be conferred, or with the necessity of the case required. The success is represented as owing to the nature and strength and the frequency of the importunity, or to the troublesome, teasing, vexatious efforts long-continued, and to the impatience and irritation which such conduct never ceases to produce. But is it possible to believe that by such behavior we can influence our maker, that his patience can be exhausted, and that he can be induced to yield to clamor or unceasing repetition? No, certainly. But we are to consider what is common between the nature of the importunity described in the text and that which is incumbent in a true Christian. When addressing his heavenly father, now two things are requisite. We ought to know what is declared in the scripture to be agreeable to the will of God and consequently what is proper for us to ask of God in prayer. We ought to be as earnest in our petitions and as incessant in making them as the person here proposed for our example. In simple words. Know what God wants you to pray and keep on praying. (laughs) Know what God wants you to pray and keep on praying. And again, it is a matter to pray, not so much how. There is still that pattern of spirit first, intercession second, personal third, forgiveness fourth, and strength to continue to fight. Because let's be honest here, it gets tiring. (laughs) Even on the good days, you can still wake up exhausted. It gets tiring. But we serve a God. Who strengthens us we serve a god who often gives us just enough to get by and i'm not even just talking about money rich people got problems too y'all <laughs> hmm. it's beautiful even looking at say a third world country where they don't know if they'll eat that night you'll notice that if you were to ask them say what are y'all's problems with say depression or suicide it's not that unlikely that they'll reply back to you what is that You know, I've heard individuals from those countries, they were asked if they wanted to go to America. They said, no, the the people in America kill themselves over there. It's just a foreign concept. To be quite frank, it's called the paradox of success. Because we have this idea, right? Imagine you have no money, that if I can just get money, I'll be happy. If you struggle to find your food each day, if I could just eat, I'll be happy. But then what happens whenever you have a full closet? Your fridge has got enough for you to eat for a week? You got a job, you have stability, and yet you're still not happy. What is there to hope for? That's where that depression kicks in. That hopelessness sets upon us as we live in the most prosperous nation on the face of the earth. I don't have the statistic in front of me. again. My document wiped out this morning, but even the happiest nation in the world has a rather high suicide rate. Because even if you have stuff, bread alone is not enough for man. Continuing on, oh, this is W. Clarkson. The person I previously quoted was J. Thompson. It reads, his help is always sure. His methods seldom guessed. Delay will make our pleasure pure. Surprise will give it zest. But sooner or later, in one way or another, in his own good time, God will reward our persevering prayer with effectual blessing. We must ask and go on asking, and we shall certainly receive, must not, and go on knocking at the door of his mercy and his power, and it will assuredly be open to us. This will be found in our seeking, conscious and joyous acceptance with God through faith in Jesus Christ, our spiritual growth, our usefulness, and that especial sphere in which we are engaged for him. You know, I'm not even about to summarize this, but if you feel useless, why not make that your prayer? If you feel as though purpose is not present in your life, Why not make the prayer, God, please use me. Go out and look for opportunities. You know, as we walk about, we see a lot of sadness around us. And yet oftentimes we don't do anything about it. Just a bystander effect. If you are at your lowest, this may sound weird, but why not try and lift somebody else up? If you are at your lowest, why not try and lift somebody else up? Scripture does not put us first. It puts our neighbor first. And if every neighbor put their neighbor first, how beautiful would that community be? Hmm. This isn't even religious per se, but I'm reminded of something that was said on a call quite recently. A man was asking a Jewish scholar a question. How did the Jews become so opulent even in the face of such oppression? And the scholar had replied with an analogy. He said, if you were to take me and drop me anywhere in the world, I would be fine because the Jewish people there would take care of me. But if you were to be dropped anywhere in the world, as a matter of fact, if you were to be dropped anywhere in Atlanta, (laughs) you couldn't say the same thing because your community does not hold each other up. The church is called to support each other, even in our lowest days. And when we do that collectively, we are strong. The body doesn't function when a part is not doing its job, but when everything is going right, there we have hope, there we have help, there we have usefulness. God is the answer. Prayer is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Hmm. In closing out, I'm going to just read Philippians 4, verses 5 through 9, and the words of Paul. It reads, Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you. You are listening to Brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, The Practice of Prayer by George Bronner. This message is number 4123. That's 4123. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 4123 to a friend, go to Brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWanttogive.com. That's IWanttogive.com. Listen to brothers of often because, brother, you need word. A the word.